What up, what up, what up, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Manly D's podcast, where we have straight barbershop talk for the fellas that bridges the gap between manhood and society. I'm your host, Melly Mel, and join with me now and always, we got Husky and Bearded, we got Drew in the building, we got my man Life Coach Lace in the building, and you know we got your boy T.Roy, a.k.a. Troy. Yeah, 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 it's a, it's a good time, man, I'm not gonna lie to you, um, I'm excited, uh, I'm geeked up. It's you know, something that's been on my heart for a while to kind of start the podcast, have the podcast. A lot of people always been like, you know, Mel, you should start a podcast. You should, you should start a podcast. But I never really knew, you know, like what I wanted to talk about or what I wanted to say. And I didn't just want to get on the mic and just, you know, be corny. So I think I finally, you know, cracked the code, you know, for all things. And I'm just, you know, glad to have y'all boys with me. And by everybody, you mean mainly me because I've been the one. <laughs> <laughs> telling you to start this podcast. And this was all up my idea, so when you blow up, I I want all the credit. He wants to return. He wants to return on investment. Daggone right. Look, you see how quick black people are to claim your fame before you even get the fame. You know what I'm saying? Don't forget about the little people. You look at you trying to claim my fame, and you take the credit <laughs> for me. giving you the idea. Yo, so that's what it is, man. So real quick, just to... To kind of set the stage for what this podcast is and what it is about, man, it's really just a space for, you know, as men to come together, share our struggles, you know, share our concerns, lean and build off one another, kind of let each other know that we're not in it by ourselves, you know, uh, talk about society, how they have us structured, what it feels like to operate in this thing called society as a man, how difficult it may be, you know, to do. So it's going to be, you know, 100% honest, you know, especially coming from me, y'all know I tell it like it is, you know, hilarious at the same time, you know, so I just... <laughs> I think a lot of good is going to come from this. A lot of people, you know, might benefit from it because, you know, as men, we tend to have a habit of suffering in silence, you know, so then it allows us to sit in our own thoughts and kind of feel like we in it by ourselves, you know, so I think it would be good to maybe hear, you know, other people maybe struggling with the same thing, you know. I dig it. Hopefully we will be able to add some, some, some rich content to to the conversation because we know you got it all figured out man so i I aspire to continue to be like you when i grow up ah man cut it cut it cut it i look forward to arguing with you on every (laughs) single point that we have (laughs) because we know we clash when it comes to ideas but also too to challenge ideas too i think i i think the space is really good because um where we may be able to provide a point of view that we've never seen before and or heard True. before and so True. um and to push our ideas beyond the spectrum of what we have what we're used to believing and stuff like that so yeah i'm glad for this opportunity absolutely so, i'm looking forward to the argument <laughs> I really look forward to to Drew and uh and Melvin arguing and just me sitting back and listening. It's a sight to see, man. It's a sight to see. I it tell is, you, know. pay per view ain't got nothing on it, man. Pay per view ain't got nothing. <laughs> uh, Drew Eric Dyson, basically. <laughs> right. <laughs> Drew Eric Dyson on the Chitlin Circuit. <laughs> So, so getting into it, fellas, talking about this this journey called manhood, you know, as, as we dive into it, I kind of wanted to start off by, you know, really kind of gauge the different perspectives that we have in a room to really look into defining exactly what we believe manhood is, you know, as we know it now. So I think, uh, you know, I guess I could start, you know, since I, I brought it up, but 
you know, I think that manhood is multifaceted. You know, of course, it's something that's changed for quite some time. You know, back in the day, you know, I'm, I'm not that old, but <clears throat> back in the day, manhood was pretty simple. You know what I mean? In terms of just if you went to work, if you made some money, if you took care of your family, if you provided a roof and food and all that, no matter how you were characteristically, you know, you were considered a good man, you know, and that kind mm-hmm. of evolved to, you know, more than just being someone who brings home the bacon and it turned into more of like uh like a lace, like a life coach slash dad slash husband slash community leader slash businessman slash educated slash <laughs> slash sensitive slash, you know, all these slashes slash slash slash. And uh, for a long time, I think I kind of got lost in what manhood is and what it was kind of questioning my own manhood, you know, kind of feeling like if I didn't have all these levels, if I didn't have every single piece of the puzzle you know, was I really a man, you know, uh, do I have to have it all? And I, I think I remember asking one of my mentors once, like, do I have to have all the pieces to be considered a man or do I have to have a certain number? You know, can I have one or two and maybe working towards the rest? You know, it was, you know, something that was really, you know, weighing on me. So I think for a long time, I just never had an answer, you know, and no one could give it to me because I think all of us were kind of learning this new way, you know, of manhood at the same time. So I think I personally just settled on, you know, as long as I do what I say I'm going to do, you know, and I live respectable and take care of what's mine, then I started to, to, you know, consider myself more as a man. So no matter how small or large, you know, doing what I say that I'm going to do first and foremost, and then doing what I can do and doing everything I can to sustain, you know, the life that I've created for myself, my wife, and my kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I respect that response, and I think that uh, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, but ultimately, from my perspective, uh, manhood is a spectrum, you know what I mean? And it's not something that is one note. Uh, and I think as we continue to evolve, you know, life, life has seasons and we have to go through that. And, and life has a funny way of teaching you uh, and making you man up, if you will, in, in a lot of different ways. So uh, I think to add to your point that you know, there's no there's no formula, you know what I mean? Just like parenting, you know, people say, you know, we want to see this. You want to do that. You want your kids to be successful, all this, all this and that. But at the end of the day, you can only lay the foundation. Um, and what they decide to do is technically on them in the long run, even though you've done all that you can. So I think you can easily or we can easily get lost in the minutia of uh, this is what manhood is or this is what it looks like, et cetera. But it's truly a, a spectrum and a mosaic, if you will, as it pertains to what manhood is, what it looks like for, for different individuals, because uh, there's a lot of different components that go into what we consider manhood and how we live that out, et cetera. So um, I, I definitely agree with everything you stated, but it's a it can be a vast variety of things that would equate to quote unquote manhood. But it's up to you and how you live in that. Um, you know, I always recall my grandfather saying traffic runs so much smoother when you stay in your lane. Mm. And when you identify that, that's a bar right there. It's a, it's a, a lot right easier. There. It's a lot easier to navigate than worried about what other people are thinking, what other people are doing, how they present. Because uh, we live in a world where people go present their best at all times outwardly, but behind closed doors, it could be a mess. So you know, those are all things to to consider. So before uh, um, I want to jump in here real quick and and ask this question. Are we going to use only SAT words uh, during this whole time? Because, uh, Absolutely. Lace, Absolutely. Lace. Hey, I, I'm, I'm, when I'm in my bag, I'm in my bag, man. So I'm, Lace, hit, <laughs> Lace hit us with the word minutia, and I had to think about it for a second. I don't even think I know how to spell minutia. Yeah, so, it's, it's layers to the podcast. It's layers to the podcast. We're getting it definitely off. Definitely layers. 
ears to this podcast. And, and you know, one of the things I, <clears throat> I feel as though our society is very um, is very impacted upon what we see in the media and what we hear in our music. It uh, uh, what happens in the media, what happens in the music does two things. I think it either it gives a snapshot of what's going on in on in our society um, or it tries to influence what is going on in our society. Right. So um, when I first think about manhood, I think about all the TV shows we had back in the day with all the parents and stuff. You know, the first the first TV show, the the first TV show that I was exposed to was the Cosby show. So don't get see, us canceled before we start the podcast. Now, Sorry. here's the thing. Oh, let's talk about it. Well, I, I don't want to get too deep because, you know, but here's the thing. The man's actions are one thing, but his art is something else. And I believe in his art. He did paint a, a vivid picture. I mean, bro, we can't overlook how all these people back in the um, and during the great times of Rome and Italy and all this like um, and they created this these beautiful portraits and these beautiful statues. Dude, they were diddling little boys. You know what I'm saying? So and we and we still <laughs> admire them to this day. Y'all thought I was going to say something prolific, but it is it's Look, the, yo, truth. It's the truth. It is true. It's, it's true. true. It's and true. you know, diddling, diddling, yeah. Michelangelo's levels, David is levels. levels to this thing, bro. We named the Ninja Boy Turtle after Michelangelo. Holy. You know what I'm saying? And he won't no saint. Um, but anyway, uh, I digress. So I mean, we look at we look at how um, how how Bill Cosby uh, how he painted the picture of what uh, manhood, fatherhood, uh, what meant back then. Uh, we even look at um, what's the TV show with uh, 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 um, JJ um, uh, Dynamite? What's my man? Good times. Good times. You know, we look at James. James was a different type of father. Then we look at um, uh, a different type of man. Then we look at Everybody Hates Chris and how, um, what's my man's Julius. name? Yeah, Julius. Julius. That's my favorite dad, TV dad. Right there. <laughs> You know maybe, maybe we should have started off with favorite TV dad. <laughs> That's 63 cent worth of milk right there. <laughs> so we look at that. and But then also, you know, we look at music, you know, or we listen to music. And how did music portray what a real man was during it? And, and a lot of our music was get as many uh, as many hoes as you want. I'm not sure if we can use the word hoe on here, but this ain't my podcast. So um, I could care less. But in the music, it told us get as many women as we can get, uh, get as much money as we can get. Um, and but it never taught us responsibilities, and mm. so I feel as though um, there has been a convoluted idea over the course of our decades, many centuries that we've had on this planet of what actually actual manhood is, and I feel as though that there is a place in which we can pinpoint exactly where we can get the ideals of what manhood is. The question is, is society willing to follow those ideals of what what the ideal man is? And uh, for some mm. of us, this is really difficult um, um, to, to do those things because it challenges us to, to differ from the norm of exactly mm -hmm. everything that we're used to. 
And so, um, and so I don't actually, I said all of that to say this, I don't technically have a specific definition of a, what a man is, but I do know it, it kind of breaks the mold of, um, what society has, uh, potentially created what a man is to be. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to uh, say that Troy was talking to, to Lace about uh, being philosophical and using big words. <laughs> yeah, was a lecture. Uh, right, a whole. <laughs> I just want to throw that TED out talk. There. He gave a whole yeah, TED I, I, talk. I, 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 <laughs> super work. I didn't mean to cut you off, Lace. I didn't mean to kill your kill well, your thing. Go get out. Here's the thing. I knew that I was going before Drew, so I had to say something. At least hitting before <laughs> Drew comes over here because Drew's got at least three or four quotes from authors that he's about to drop on us right now. And I believe it. And if he doesn't have it, it's only because uh, I just called him out before he did it. So, yeah. Nick, I guess we can say <laughs> on here, right? <laughs> you just did. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> We can beep it out, and, and, and we we can beep it out in post production if we need to. But nah, to piggyback on what Melvin said, I think that the the barometer for what defined manhood is always consistently changing, and so it's hard to align yourself with one definition of manhood when you know the field goal or the goalpost constantly keeps moving, mm-hmm. and so you know mm-hmm. I am. I'm kind of forced uh, now to kind of think of it from a biblical perspective, but I think Melvin hit the dot on the head, you know, uh, keeping my word, you know, having order, not necessarily about the things around me, but more so about, you know, myself. Do I have order for myself? You know, am I disciplined? Can I keep myself disciplined? You know, even though I had a good father and a role model for manhood, uh, my dad is, is outdated. He's archaic. And so I now have to, you know, force myself mm-hmm. to look at manhood in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and a society that's telling me that uh, my manhood isn't needed um, mm-hmm. and that I'm irrelevant mm-hmm. and I'm archaic. And so, um, you know, we're in perilous times and I think we're at a precipice in society for, uh, you know, straight black men to define what manhood is. Because, you know, there's a world from all corners telling us that we're not safe, um, we're dangerous to some. We're not safe to others. You know, we're inadequate. We don't have the ability to be able to be vulnerable with each other. Uh, you can't be vulnerable to your partner. And so I think it's, you know, up to each individual to develop what manhood is. Uh, but, you know, still keep yourself or align yourself to core principles. Hey, I ain't going to hold you, man. My boy, Drew, he he talking that MDiv talk, man. He talking that MDiv talk. He talking that MDiv talk. Go ahead, bro. Drew. You know, one of the things that me and Drew, uh, we spoke about probably, probably about a month ago um, for, for the people who are listening. Um, my wife and I, we moved to a, a new location. And if you are if you are really familiar with what's going on in society nowadays, um, there have been a lot of grocery store shootings I'm, uh, at a lot at randomly a bunch of grocery store shootings. And um, one of the things I share with Drew is, you know, as a protector, one of the things that I, I've, um, I, I have to share with my wife is like, hey, you know, because things are going crazy right now, I would like to go with you to the grocery store. Or mm-hmm. if you're going to go to the grocery store and I'm not there, can you choose not to go at nighttime when there's a potential that you could be attacked or something like that? 
and and that in my mind is me saying, hey, I want what's best for my wife. I want you to be protected. Let's make the best decisions. Drew, he wasn't necessarily arguing with me, but he called. He said that he said, hey, man, you know, you can't say that in some circles because some people would say you're being uh, misogynistic or you're being sexist and saying that uh, you mm -hmm. can't you can't do that for your wife or you, you know, prefer your wife not to do that type of stuff. And I was like, well, those circles can stay over there because they don't pay no bills over here in which I want <laughs> to make sure that my wife is safe at all times. So uh, and and so when we talk about manhood, uh, I, I, I do believe that society is is trying to uh, once again, society is trying to come in and create what manhood actually what, what manhood actually is. But in our all actuality, um, they can't call it they society shouldn't have the overall arching uh, decision and what manhood should look like in your life. Yeah, that, that, I agree with that. And I think, too, uh, from a lens of I mean, we live we live in a world now where, you know, if it's not a, if you disagree with one's, you know, lifestyle, then you aren't supportive. You don't understand you're this and you're that. When I, I firmly believe that's not necessarily the case. I think we can have an understanding, but we don't necessarily have to agree. We can disagree and not be disagreeable um, because, you know, at the end of the day, that's just what life is what's good for me is not going to be good for any of you all you know what i mean what makes me feel as though i am walking in my you know calling purpose etc is vastly different from from each of you gentlemen so i think if we can learn how to have discourse but yet seek some kind of understanding uh is really where we are as a as a people because I, obviously no, none of us should let society dictate what we do and how we do, but we just live in a world where that's ever present. I mean, you know, from telling people what you eat to telling people what time you're going to sleep, everything is literally out there. And I firmly believe that people have lost um, the ideals of, you know, awareness, accountability, advocating, those types of things. I mean, I think about even with the whole uh, Jada Pinkett Smith situation, what she just said about her husband, Will Smith. My, my, a lot of people, my, my, my. a lot of people feel a certain way about that. You know what I mean? But is Will Smith less than a man because, you know, she out here talking that talk or what? You know what I'm saying? So it's it's really, you know, interesting how we delineate what is a man what is manhood how we infuse certain practices etc and mel knows that i say this all the time man life is a window and a mirror like it's always easier to look through the mirror the window and say okay this person doing this this person doing that they should do that better but if you're not willing to look in the mirror and say this is where i fall in line and where i can improve where my deficiencies are etc then that's where you have a glaring gap and there there won't be any understanding behind it that's tough. That's tough right there. Um, especially looking through the lens of society, because I didn't even think about it the way that you presented just now, especially in terms of that Jada Pinkett Smith situation. And right. if if Will Smith is less of a man because of that, or do we perceive him as less of a man because his wife is talking about him like that? You know, so it's like, uh, you know, it goes back to what Drew was saying, which I, I never even thought of, you know, when he was talking about how he, he has a father and he gets guidance and, you know, tutelage from his dad. But it's an archaic form of education about manhood because the type of man that he was back then is, you know, it's different now. Yeah. now, you know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> with these new rules, with new, new everything about society, um, things that they, that we deal with now that he never had to experience, you know, it's like, how do, how do our dads 
give us advice for, you know, this lifetime or our mentors who may be of that same age, give us advice for this lifetime when they haven't even had to navigate some of the same, you know, challenges or, or struggles that we are dealing with right now. Facts. So I can let, I can even, uh, let me jump in talking about the father, father figure piece. So, uh, my father's, are, um, his development was arrested when he was a teenager. So to be quite honest with you, he hasn't even gone beyond his twenties as far as like in the mindset of thinking like a man. And I, and I hope, and I'm not trying to bang on my dad or nothing like that, but I, I hear some of the things he's talking about. He never got an opportunity to be a man himself because he has been treated like a he's been he's been given everything in his life growing up. He never really had to work for too much. And so because he didn't have to work for too much, he's still in a childlike mentality. I remember um, and I'm not trying to put my dad on front street, but I got to share this because this is hilarious. Um, a couple years ago, my father was in the, um, was in the hospital. And he shared with me, he's like, man, Troy, I really want to share some advice that I had for you when you were younger. And I think it would have been, you know, very, very helpful for you because it was it would have been helpful for me if somebody would have told me. And I was like, all right, well, I know it's time has passed, but share with me what you had, what you would have shared with me. He was like, I, what I would have told you was make sure you wear a condom when you have sex. And I'm sitting up there. <laughs> you sitting there like I'm, I'm a raw meat king now. I'm a raw meat king. What you talking? I'm like, well, you know, that might have would have worked. You know, what I'm saying back in the day, uh, never had any problems with that. But you know, I'm married, and uh, that that information doesn't uh, doesn't uh, apply. But check this out, though, my father <laughs> doesn't have any new advice for me nothing mm. new it is stuck in the past and uh it's it's because of his development and where he was able to get to in his life i'm beyond that and i'm not trying to be braggadocious or i'm not trying to down now play my father but um uh, my my life my career has taken me a little bit further than he had he was able to go i'm on this rocket has only been able to launch because of the booster of my father projecting me up into a space and then disconnecting and I'm still going, you know what I'm saying? So he has been very, very helpful in my development of, of, but he's not where I am right now. So I feel like, uh, to what drew was saying, um, our fathers can only take us so far and it's on us to be able to be able to learn new tools and new developments as we're growing on in his life. No, that's real. And if I could, if I could hop in just real quick, I, I think one thing that is very uh, sound and wise that, that Drew stated is that um, at the end of the day, yes, all of our fathers have had, uh, we've been blessed to have some kind of connection with our fathers. I mean, I think about my pops um, all the time and the reverence that he receives from other people and, you know, just seeing how he moves uh, I mean, my dad was a drill sergeant, all that. So y'all already know what time it was growing up. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, I ain't you know, that. Uh, yeah, I mean, creasing your pants, you know what I mean? You make your bed a certain way, you iron your clothes hey, a certain Dr. way. Love legs don't play. Very, very, <laughs> very, very structured um, and very meticulous in how he moves. Um, and till this day, there are nuggets that, you know, I just saw how he did things, how he treated people, how he um, always was engaging with others. And uh, to me, that is the epitus of what manhood looks like you know what i mean but also being able to be fluid and understand like 
I can't say certain things anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I've had a conversation with him like, yo, pop. Yo, this is the 21st century. You can't say that no more. <laughs> like, it's just certain things you can't say. It's certain people you can't say that too. Yeah. So I, I agree with the point that, um, you know, everyone has made, particularly what Drew elevated, is the fact that manhood is fluid because it's ever-changing. What was good and what was done in their time frame worked for them because of where we were in a societal lens, lens and also from a lens of access and what, individuals of color were given at that time now it is vastly vastly different and some of those thoughts mindsets um and actions just won't be tolerated in this day and age and i also want to add to the point too if you really think about when we go back to a lens of slavery etc men particularly black men owned nothing Mm. so Mm -hmm. that truly has shifted our thought process and how we approach ownership of things when we talk about you know you mentioned troy in the music ownership of women ownership of this having things this and that we've been cultivated to think if we don't have then we're less than right so when you mm-hmm. put that into practice um a lot of individuals struggle to see beyond that because i don't own this i don't have that i can't showcase i mean think about it you go to any um family reunion easter sunday whatever Everybody dressed to the nines. Why? Because we ain't used to having nothing. We could be broke right, as a right. joke, not a pot to piss in, but certain things we go put on for other people. And that's really where it is um, as far as understanding self, self-awareness, and how we put that into action. Yeah. Yo, I definitely want to jump in right there. Um, three points. You know, the first one is, you, you know, Lace, I definitely get that. Um, I was in Lowe's with my grandfather the other week, and um, he saw a cat and called him a sissy. And I was like, yo, Grandpa. You can't say that no more, bro. Can't say that, bro. <laughs> you can't be out here calling a grown man a sissy, bro. Um, but uh, but you know, I definitely agree with that. You know, I think the the bigger issue, more so for black men, is that um, our ideology of manhood is formulated by um, you know a hetero patriarchal normative um, that's indoctrinated by white supremacy. And so, you know, just in class the other day, you know, we were talking about um, you have God at this hierarchy, you have angels, and then you have land-owning white men. And white men supplement their uh, manhood by owning things. If you look at it, any successful white man, he owns the NFL team, he has a bunch of women, he has a bunch of houses. And so we've tried to model that through our own insecurities of saying, I'm a man now because I got my own crib. I got a bunch of girls, you know, I got this or whatever the case may be. And so, you know, like it's been previously stated before, I think it's important to treat manhood in the same way that we treat the professions of law, medicine. It's ever-evolving. It cannot remain stagnant. And so, you know, doctors consistently have to receive new education to stay fluid in their field. Lawyers have to do the same thing. You know, it's professional development. You know, how can I remain relevant and how can I go with the ebbs and flows? Now you said you had three points in your sermon. I only heard one. Uh, the first point was about you know my grandfather calling cats sissies. The second point. Don't do that. that. That was point one. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. No more. Um, the second point was about you know we we formulate manhood based off our ownership, um, uh, and I think gotcha. that you know. That's why, you know, bro, like, you know, 75% of all suicides are male. 
you know, the life expectancy rate for men is horrible because when you can't defend yourself in this capitalistic society by having ownership of over these things, I'm not a man. Like, bro, I was in Martinsville. You know, the only person who does know this is Lace. I was in Martinsville. All I had was my car, no spot, no nothing. I was like, I'm not a man, bro, because I'm here taking care of my dad. But then I had to realize that I am a man because I moved home because you, yeah, to take care yeah, of my old yeah. man, you know. And so, um, and then, you know, the third point was is just the fact that, you know, we talk about it in the nonprofit realm all the time. The fight against poverty is ever-evolving. New methods, new practices, you know, trauma-informed practices, all of this stuff. And, you know, manhood can't remain stagnant. You know, my grandfather still has a handkerchief in his left back pocket. I don't know no other grown man who got a handkerchief <laughs> in his left back pocket no more, bro. It sound like it sound like your grandpa cripping, bro. <laughs> he might have banged. Who know, bro? <laughs> no, that's definitely so, real. Man. That's definitely real. So it seems like the common one of the common themes uh, or notions that we've had tonight has been about. Um, evolution of manhood and what that means and society's impact on how we shape our personal views of how we perceive ourselves as men and then the, some of the actions we may take to feel more manly so taking that into consideration do you all or would you all say that the goalpost for manhood is being moved uh like constantly being moved or do you feel like it's progressive <clears throat> um and for those who don't know moving the goalpost means moving the goalpost is basically when someone changes the rules to a game in the middle of the game so they start with one set of rules and then once the game starts if they feel like they're losing or losing power they change the rules to try to give themselves an advantage so that's what we mean uh when we say the goalpost is being moved so absolutely I, and it's being moved by the wrong people mm, you touch on who the wrong people are real quick i know you can't just uh, say that and then mute your, mute he your just, microphone he, he, <laughs> Did y'all see I'm that? He said to... that, and yeah. you just muted his microphone. Straight mic drop. I'm trying not to get cats canceled. You know, like you know. Well, it's speak the women. in general, then. Speak in general. Nah, I'm, I'm, nah, I'm gonna just say the real. You know, it's the women, specifically black women, who keep trying to define what manhood is, and it's just like you know, you're not qualified to do that. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're just not. You know, I can't define womanhood for you because I'm not a woman. So, you know, as it was stated previously tonight, traffic flows better when you stay in your lane. And, and I, I, I agree with that to an extent, good brother. Um, and, and the, and the reason why I say... The, the reason, you know a counter-argument reason... about to come up when he's like, good brother, I want to give you your props right now. To an extent. Never. No, no, I, the, and the reason why I say to an extent or I put an asterisk beside it is because ideally men have been cultivating what women should and should be, shouldn't be doing to this day. I mean, if you look across the board at some of the uh, rules, regulations, laws, and those types of things that have been put into place, men are making decisions for women. So I understand what you're saying. It's nobody's place to say another identity should be doing x y and z but we see that around us from both ends of the of the spectrum so i just wanted to throw that out there from my point of view in my lens now i will also say this too like uh immediately drew when you said we can't we can't allow black women to give us our um our our points of what manhood is immediately i went to facebook 
uh, Instagram memes. And the Facebook, have y'all ever seen those memes where it's the uh, two black people texting? It's the black man on the bottom and it's the, and the wh- girl. Uh, black, yeah, at the yeah, top. Yeah. And one will say something and then it's another explanation. Uh, it's, a, it's a response. In those messages, we have a snapshot of extremes that we've have we have experienced with inside of black culture. And so when we see those, it, it's 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 more so like I'm I'm responding to this negative situation that I've had previously before. Unfortunately, uh, not all of those memes apply to all men and all women who ha- just so happen to be happen to be black. And but because of those extreme, but because bad situations happen, we always look at people through the same set of lenses without giving them an opportunity to actually show their true selves. And so instead of allowing someone and, and, and like, say, for instance, I uh, get into a new relationship with a with a, a young lady who had uh, experience of bad experience with light skinned uh, bearded men. You know what I'm saying? As soon as I, as soon as I don't pour her milk correctly, you just like all them other niggas I had in my, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. um we when we create those lenses, it makes it hard to be able to have good relationship with other people because we always categorize, always categorize somebody, uh, in the same thing, and it, and it makes sense of why we doing it. We're always trying to protect ourselves. So the moment that we see a red flag, um, and some of the moment that we see a red flag, we automatically. Uh, put it in the same category of this is something that that has happened uh, previously but i do believe that there are some healthy rela- people who uh men and women who can come together and give some ideals of how our society can can function you know um prior to marriage i had this i i had a set idea what what marriage should be um and i had a set idea of what i should be in the, in my marriage but one thing that I can specifically, uh, two things I can specifically say since I've gotten into my marriage, I've learned from my wife is that as a man, I need to be more vulnerable with my emotions, uh, with my feelings and things of that nature, because I've always stonewalled things. And that um, by me being becoming more vulnerable, I end up speaking my wife's language a little bit more. And so we could be able to communicate a little bit more. Uh, and the other thing is being more gracious. You know, uh, my I make a bunch of mistakes and I never I never was gracious towards my wife. I mean, when she would make a mistake, it was the end of the world. But after I start seeing that I was making more mistakes than she was actually making more mistakes, I was like, she's really gracious towards me. I should be gracious to her. So, you know, what I'm saying like. And, and it's not necessarily and my wife in those instances aren't it. She's not showing me how to be a man. She's actually really showing me how to be a better person. You know what I'm saying? Which if I if I take on those new qualities, help me to be a better man. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you I mean, you know I that we are we are trained socially to always think. A, B equals C, one plus one equals two. Like, that's just how we are socialized and trained. Um, So I often think about, you know, how, oh, if you're not handling your handle, then you're less than a man. Well, at the end of the day, some individuals just aren't given the resources and opportunities to learn how to be 
and we aren't afforded the opportunity to make certain mistakes because one mistake that we make could be life changing where others are given chance and chance and chance again. Um, right. So I think, you know, it's a it's a, a, a holistic lens that we would like to see individuals given to develop and navigate this thing called life. But unfortunately, we aren't always afforded those opportunities. Um, and we have to be cognizant of that because, you know, one bad choice or one bad decision can shift your entire trajectory. You gave the example of your pops and what he kind of navigated and went through. I mean, that's a prime example right there, you know, that certain opportunities or certain things that he could have learned otherwise just didn't happen because of, you know, certain aspects of life that shifted that trajectory. So, yeah, I definitely think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a both and in that regard. Yeah. So, and, and, uh, late, um, I'm sorry, Mel, if I can get back to your original question of has the goalpost been changed? I, I do believe it has been changed. I believe that manhood, uh, gender, uh, sexuality relationship between men and women has become more of a political arena, um, which has become more political politicized than it actually needs to be. That's one thing. And so that's where the goalpost has been shaped, uh, has been moved from left to right. The rules have been changed. Um, but I would also like to look at um, another way that the goalpost has been changed. Instead of it being moved left or right, like the rules have been changed, they've actually uh, intensified a, a, a little bit more, you know, kind of like how the NBA just changed their rule about um, about uh, flopping and, and um, things of that nature. It's like, hey, man, stay more true to the game than actually trying to find loopholes to get extra points and stuff like that. Um, and, and what it has done is challenge people to be to, to get better at themselves. So instead of the goalpost being moved left and right, I would like to look at it for myself as being the goalpost being um, uh, the diff level of difficulty has been moved up. I remember when I was a little kid, when I was like maybe uh, when I was a little kid, I forgot how old I was. I got this um, this basketball rim called a slap two hoop. And the slap to hoop, you would score a point. It would register that a point was scored, and you would slap the side of which side is your team. Well, um, on that basketball goal, you can raise the levels up of difficulty. So when we weren't that good, we had the goalpost down. We had the uh, basketball rim down. But as the time got, you know, we, we started to get better. Hey, let's make this a little bit harder. We moved the goalpost up, and we got better, and we got stronger. You know what I'm saying? So in essence, uh, what I'm trying to say is um, while while um, it's been politicized and the rules have been changed of what men and women should be, uh, I personally have changed my own rules to become a better man um, than than I actually have by um, by saying, hey, you know, I can do more than just provide and protect. Um, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I can. Um, I can I can listen. And by far, that is the hardest thing to do inside of a marriage is to listen, <laughs> um, especially when you're when you're so mentally caught up in the day you just had, the people you just interacted with at work, uh, the nonsense, the foolishness that's going on in the activities that you do outside of that. You know, what I'm saying your friendships and then you got then you got to come home and be like an individual that puts all of that aside, compartmentalize everything. In order to give your wife your undivided attention, like that's really, really tough. And but um, and so but in those situations and I, I'm going to say this and I, I, I move out the way in times before I used to be in my mindset. I'm like, man, look, I already brought home a check and I make sure that you safe. 
what more do you want from me? I can't listen to <laughs> I can't listen to your problems and the things that happened to you today because I mentally cannot 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 manage that. But after after a course of time, it's like, but hold on, let me move this goalpost up just a little bit. I might not be able to listen to the whole two hours that you just spoke to me, but let me increase the first time I listened for 15 minutes. That was pretty good. Now, let me move to 17 the next time. And you know what I'm saying? And keep on, and keep the, keep that it two minutes make a difference. That two minutes make a difference. <laughs> hey, it makes a heck of a lot of a difference. <laughs> But that, that's why that's why I stated that it's a, you know, this thing is a window and a mirror. You know what I'm saying? You have to be willing to just like going to the gym. If I went to the gym tomorrow, I might be able to bench, you know, what I mean, a solid 160, 175. But if I keep working that muscle, then it'll expand and I'll get stronger. That's the same thing as it pertains to any kinds of, you know, aspect of life yes. and wanting to grow and wanting to be a better individual in whatever capacity you're talking about. Um, you got to work that muscle and you got to build that capacity. That's the only way to get better. But that takes a personal commitment to acknowledging where you lack. And that is where, as men, there can be a distinct struggle. Yes. And we because we aren't built to lack. Things. Because um, if we lack, then that means that we aren't meeting the mark somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. And we need to I ain't gonna lie to y'all boys. Uh, I must, I'm, <laughs> Troy, I must say, um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make my make my claim, and then I'm also have a a, a moment of transparency to to kind of bring it full circle. So I will say um, that I, that I agree with uh, literally everything that everyone has said, and I know that's kind of taboo to say, uh, not taboo, but corny to say that I agree with everybody. But that's a discussion um, board think, post right there. That's a discussion right. Board that, post yeah, that's your you know that's your saying? response. Two two hundred and fifty <laughs> words or less. I I agree with the, everything that. <laughs> Um, Drew, I think Drew made a made a good point when he said that the he thinks the goalpost is definitely being moved. I also agree that the goalpost is being moved, and he thinks it's you know being moved by you know women or women are in control of uh, you know of moving the goalpost. I won't specifically focus on black women because I think that women across you know the board uh, have a hand in you know moving the goalposts as far as determining what manhood is and then into Lace's point I think that has a lot to do with the fact that the same way that men kind of uh determine the market for women women also determine the market for us as well as far as like uh what is considered manly you know uh versus not manly and stuff like that like desirable traits characteristics and qualities and stuff like that so they set their market for us the same way you know that we set uh their market for ourselves so I I will say that though to Troy's point about, you know, raising the bar and growing in strength and growing in maturity and all those things, I'm not going to lie to you. I can honestly see why a lot of men, you know, give up on this thing called manhood yeah. and they just, mm -hmm. you know, resort to being how they are, you know, don't really push for progression or change or, you know, evolution or growth because it's difficult, you know, and, and honestly, it's exhausting a lot of the time to try to keep up with you know, every single standard of manhood. Sometimes I just want to be able to say, you know, I, I, I brought home the check. You know, the the rent is paid. The, the the food is on the table. Like what else? Yeah. You know, can I sit down now? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to I just want to be yeah. able to sit down. You oh, know, yeah. I don't necessarily want to have to practice listening um, to the same stories over and over and over again about the same two people at work. You know, that piss you off that you're going to see tomorrow. That's going to piss you off, even though, you know, you're going to see them tomorrow and you come home and tell me about it uh five days a week you know i don't necessarily always want to have to 
get up out of bed to take somebody to basketball practice or to dance practice or go to a, you know, dance recital or something like that. I don't always want to have to use my mental capacity to try to navigate what I should and should not say or how I can and cannot talk or, you know, using a gentle tone versus being able to just communicate directly, you know, and say what I want to say without having to sure. worry about hurting somebody's feelings. You know, sometimes I just want to be able to, you know, to be. And I think that when you're constantly in the in the game, because it's, it's a game in essence, like you're always expected to perform. Like I'm always expected to put up a triple double like every day. Like it's you can't be off balance because if you're off balance in one area, then, you know, people start to question manhood, your ability. You know, once your performance is off, you know, you start to receive less from, you know, the people around you, society and stuff like that. So I think it's it's extremely exhausting a lot of the time to try to keep up with the goalpost movement or this whole evolution of manhood situation and i kind of wish that we could just come up with a a, a list of a bylaws a standard something <laughs> that we can all just reference that say if you got these couple things or if you're doing these couple things you know what i'm saying <laughs> you manly you manly you good you you know what i'm saying like, you, she, you want an yeah, faq exactly you, you know what i'm saying like, <laughs> You know, you know what I mean? Because like even even God said, you know, as long as you give the 10th, like once I give the 10th, I'm good. If I give anything above that, you know, the, you know, I'm outstanding. But if but I the rules, have, are, yeah, the rules are simple. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I definitely feel that a lot of the time. But I do, you know, to Troy's point, as someone who personally just uh, I don't want to say enjoys it, but doesn't shy away from personal development. I do take it as an opportunity to grow in different areas. And it has, mm. I will say, made me stronger, you know, as a man and more balanced in a lot of areas. And I've learned skills that I probably would not have learned that have helped me navigate, you know, society and the workplace and many other different things by being willing to stay in the game, even though the goalpost is being moved. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I will say uh, to your point, I definitely I definitely feel you on that in terms of growth, you know, and development. But I, I think to I think the, the the last point I'll make uh, in regards to what you stated, Mel, and I'll lend the floor to my other brothers on the call. That boils down to a self awareness, and that's one thing. As I mentioned earlier, you know, what I'm saying as I stated about my pops and how he moved. At the end of the day, he go do what he want to do and don't care what nobody else say. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that is something that I think in some ways we've lost because the reason that the goalposts, et cetera, is moving, obviously we should evolve and we should get better. But if you are truly focused and know yourself and how you operate in that realm, all that other stuff is truly irrelevant. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, I'm self-aware. I know what I bring to the table. I know what I'm um, doing. I'm handling my handle in a solid way. All that other noise is, is very irrelevant. And that's just how I strive to, to navigate this thing, um, I'm, all, I'm always reminded of the great street philosopher Nipsey Hussle. He said everybody can't go. So it's, it's a lonely road, you know what I'm saying? But you got to be willing to navigate that and feel comfortable um, in the decisions and choices that you make, that they are sound in judgment and that they are, um, you know, based on a foundation of solid understanding and self-awareness. Because once we start looking at what other people think it should be and how, you know, this person want me to do this or this person think I should act like that in response, then you'll, you'll just get lost in that, lost in that shuffle and it literally will never be enough. So I think we have to uh, find pathways to truly say, look, this is how, this is what it is. Yes, I'm growing. Yes, I'm evolving, but I'm handling my handle and I'm doing what my, I'm called to do for in regards to my purpose. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. 
Hey, you know, this could we could easily do a part two. Now, part twos don't do well on in podcasts, and we could talk about this outside of it, but maybe they could be like a series and we talk about this because just in what I was hearing from Lace, you know, we've mainly been talking about how men are in relationship. But we mm. never like but we're also men at work. We're also men with our families, with our extended family, dealing with mama and them, you know what I'm saying? Um, we are men in many different arenas and, um, I, I really feel like, you know, we can explore a little bit more about that too, because I know at, at work, um, I have to take a gentle, I have to be a gentle giant at work. You know what I'm saying? Um, whereas I'm at home, still a gentle giant, but some things change a little bit too. So, uh, we could definitely talk, uh, talk more about that out. And I would love to, to hear about how y'all interact at work because oftentimes I've known, I've, I've, I picked up this. I am more patient with people at work than I am with people when I get to the house. Mm. Um, and you think so? Oh, most definitely, bro. These kids. Um, well, I'm not going to say too much because, uh, you know, I'm still working at right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I ain't going to say too much. Um, but I will say this in my previous jobs in my previous jobs, you know, people would try to get the best of, you You know, you working with your coworkers. Um, they're trying to get to the top. And they're willing to do whatever it takes to get there. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes it means stepping on you. Um, and so how do I handle those situations? How do I handle customer service when I'm at work? You know what I'm saying? And then I've had to realize, you know, as I, I don't want to put it in this category, but, you know, I got to be a customer service type of operator with my wife when I get to the crib. You know what I'm saying? I got to I got to do a certain type of customer service with my mom. And then my grandma is a whole nother different person. And then my, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm a, I, I, I try to operate as uh, manhood and, and can look different across the board when we're interacting with different type of people. Manhood as, I, as I say, as I say, when we, when we hooping, you got to know your personnel. If you, you don't know, know your, your personnel, gotta know your team. <laughs> you gotta know your personnel. You gotta know your personnel. And if you don't give Troy the ball in the post, you you lame. I, I know he go blow seen, it, but I've I know seen, my personnel. I've seen Troy's post moves. I've seen Troy's post moves, and those are some of the worst post moves I've ever seen. I know he go blow it, but I gotta know my personnel. <laughs> Yo, Troy. Troy is a smooth, a smooth six four, and can't dunk. Hey, bro, I got a, hey, bro, I well, got a 2K all, rim grazer package. First of all, bro, I am 37 whole years old, okay? These knees have been at least 45, you know what I'm saying? Because I've played 12 years of football, you know what I'm saying? So I don't need that judgment on my life. But no, to your point, even, even as an athlete, as you have gotten older, what have you done? You've adjusted how you play the game. To make an impact. So just like in the game of life, you got to adjust how you play the game to have success and to have the impact. It's it's Mm -hmm. full circle, but that's really what it is. Yeah, Yeah, he went from some cats just want a veteran minimum. What would you say, Cam? Some cats just want a veteran minimum. They just want to be a role. (laughs) That's real. That's (laughs) real, bro. That's real. They don't want to do nothing else but show up and clap on the bench. And, you know, and you you got to know your personnel. But Drew, but Drew, but, but, and, and you know what? You made a really good point. 
some people just want, some dudes just want the veteran personnel. The question is, can you settle with just having the the veteran minimum? I can't settle with that. I I I know in my and and here's the thing. I would hope that y'all would allow me to challenge y'all to not settle for that either. We had a we had a real challenging conversation um, one night. Uh, myself, uh, Drew, and and Melvin, and um, uh, I, I saw I saw I saw a different perspective of relationship between Drew and Melvin because these cats was not letting each other off the hook on <laughs> the, the topic that we was talking about, and I'm be honest with you, I felt uncomfortable to be quite honest with you because I was like, huh, you know how when when your parents argue. And you like, ha, 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 I'm just sitting here waiting for y'all to finish so we can finish eating dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt nervous, but we only get sharper when we when that friction gets there. You know what I'm saying? And I learned a lot from them two that night that, hey, you know, sometimes maybe I shouldn't be as timid when I'm being a man amongst my my other menly friends. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I definitely like to like to say that I, I keep a team of no men around me. Uh, I think everybody that I keep around me is, you know, people that are not afraid to tell me about myself. You know, I think that that's, you know, helped me grow or evolve in this thing called manhood. Having people like Lace who will, you know, fry me up about my lifestyle at my family birthday dinner. You know, he don't care if my mama there, or my grandmama there. You know what I'm he gonna get on top of me. You know what I'm saying? So I, I appreciate having you know people around that. Are, that'll call me out or tell me, you know, not that direction, this direction, or, you know, maybe you was tripping because y'all know, y'all know me, man. Sometimes I not, I'm not even gonna say sometimes all the time, you know what I'm saying? I'm into myself. So I take me everywhere I go and, you know, however it's displayed is how it's displayed. And so having people around me, that's like, yo, that, that probably wasn't a good look or I probably wouldn't have, you know, said it that way, you know, or maybe I would have tried this differently. You know, I think, that's a that's a bigger part of it because when I was younger, I, I think I kind of had people around me that would just, as Lace would say, allow me to do what I do, you know, and not really say anything, mm. kind of gas me up, you know, or egg me on <clears throat> because they thought it was entertaining or whatever. And then to have people like Drew and Lace, you know, and then Troy jumping into the mix now, you know, getting on me about things, I think it definitely has been a, a game changer for me personally, so. Yeah, no, that's real. I mean, so, so like I said, lens of accountability. And we, the one thing about some men, I'll just say some men, they don't know how to be held accountable for, you know, piss poor decisions or choices. And that's a whole nother conversation within itself. That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, that's yeah. You have to be willing episode. to be, uh, accept accountability and then pivot from there. But we, we, we definitely, as a, as men, uh, do struggle with that um, from time to time, but you also have to be again willing to uh, acknowledge. Look, I'm falling short, man. And and one thing that mm-hmm. even in, in certain struggles that I've had is, are you willing to? And like I ask people all the time, I do trainings and those types of things at work. My first question to folks is, especially when we talk about you know taboo topics, if you will, what are you willing to lose to address what is happening right now? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got to be willing to give of self. You got to be willing to lose something to address it in a sound way. And if you're not willing to do that, then you're not ready to really make sound, sustainable change. So I think even we can we can apply that to our day to day lives and how we navigate this thing called manhood. 
bro let me and let me give some flowers real quick if there's a uh before i get a flowers um this is this is what prompted me we we mentioned about having a good team around us right um there's a there's this uh battle rapper by the name of goods he's like i'm only doing good because i hang around with other people doing better than me and um mm. one of the things that i i i, I realize specifically with the people that I choose to be in my life. Um, there are things about them that I really appreciate. And that's the reason why I keep them around. You know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, like, uh, and this is me giving my flowers. Like, um, I admire you three specifically. And I'm not sure if y'all realize this, but y'all are the three dudes I hit up when it comes to professional, uh, guidance. Uh, uh, Mel, you the one that I uh, Mel and Lace, y'all two the main ones that um, I hit up for uh, resume uh, information. I'm not sure y'all help. Y'all's hand is on a lot of my resumes. Matter of fact, uh, Melvin, I took your word for word your cover letter and plagiarism, plagiarism, plagiarism. Now, I mean, granted, it's my, it's what I really do, but I took your formula and and you know put me in it. <laughs> And even and and Drew, one thing I, I really appreciate about about Drew, he knows his value as far as like his work goes, and so he's not he's not about to let nobody disrespect him. And here I am. I, first of all, I'm I'm I'm, I guess, for lack of better words, I'm more uh, tender hearted when it comes to stuff. And, and so you all have helped me to be tender hearted. I am, when it comes to business, when it comes to business, like. I, before Back in the I, day, we would we would call that a fish. He a fish. <laughs> he a fish. Like I give you an example. I would rather give you something for free before I charge you for it. You know what I'm saying? Because I first of all, I don't know my value, uh, and you know I just I I really just you know want you to appreciate what I got. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't like what I got, hey, you can't say nothing about me. I gave it to you for free. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. But um. <laughs> That's one of the things that I, I pick up around from you all. And so I think it's I, I think while we're in our friendships and, and y'all, I don't even know if y'all knew that that's how I felt about y'all. And there's some there's many other things. That's how I feel. But I, I the, the men around me, I look into their lives and say, hey, what is something that I can gain from them? And I hope that I can be able to glean or give something to you all in return. You know what I'm saying? Hey, true be told, uh, Troy, while you taking your professionalism from me, I low-key took mine from Lace. So, basically, you know, <laughs> apparently Lace is godfather in this situation. Cause, uh, <laughs> maybe by shoot. Uh, shoot, let Lace tell it. Uh, I would say I was like, what, 25, 26? I mean, I had wore suits before, but I didn't really know how to wear a suit. You you know what I mean? And then I'd be, yeah. you know, I'd go to events with Lace, whatever, and he's suited and booted, you know, and I'm looking at him like, yo, where, well, like, where you get that? How you put that together? You know, I didn't even know how to tie a bow tie. You know what I'm saying? So Lace coaching me through how to tie a proper bow tie, how to match the bow tie and all that type of stuff. And don't forget the socks. Got to have the socks. <laughs> you know, uh, it's only right. So I, well, you know, you <laughs> I learned know, a lot uh, of that from Lace, yo. You know, Lace is a, a missionary Baptist, Southern missionary Baptist. So, you know, they all about suits and quartets <laughs> and uh, King James version of the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's all they about. Ah, no, nah, that's real. Hey, no lie. That. I wore this, uh, Troy, I wore this uh, silver suit once. Uh, <laughs> so, look, it look, <laughs> Lace already laughing. Look, look, look. <laughs> 
this cat Drew turned his yeah. microphone on just to laugh. Yo, the suit, the suit looked more gray when I purchased it, right? So it looked more gray. So I bought the suit, but as soon as I stepped into the light with it, I, I looked like the tip man from the Wiz. It had a so, shimmer on it. Yo, that drink was glistening in the light, bro. Late seen that drink. <laughs> <laughs> and immediately was like, this ain't it. He was like, this ain't, this ain't it. He was like, this ain't it. <laughs> so immediately, uh, that let me know that I need to be moving in a different direction with my, my suit choices. Um, but all in love. It was, it, was, it was stated all in love, good brother. Stated in love. Yo, so as we as we come to a close, fella. Uh, no, nah, man, let's go uh, for another half. <laughs> nah, man, nah, man. It's a, uh, it's a. Uh, we already burned. What the old folks say, we already burning the midnight oil. Burning the midnight oil. You can't burn it on both ends, baby. You can't burn it on both ends. Yeah, unfortunately, my podcast hasn't taken off to the point where I can just only do the podcast. I actually have to go to work tomorrow. Um, so as much as I would enjoy burning another half with you, Troy. Uh, I definitely got to get ready for tomorrow. So, fellas, as always, man, it's been great talking to y'all. Glad I could have y'all joining me uh, with these good thoughts, good conversation. Um, I look forward to keeping this up. Uh, and I think we, we should take up Troy's idea of, you know, creating a series around this topic um, and addressing different, you know, areas and facets of our life. So, you know, continue to stay tuned weekly. We're going to be consistent with this thing. We're going to get it up, allow y'all to. You know, share some of y'all's thoughts and y'all's concerns. We pay plug y'all and maybe talk about those on the podcast as well. So, you know, do us a favor. Follow us on Instagram at Manly Deeds Podcast. We'll be giving you updates, conversation, insights, and the like. Until next time, 